of those millennials podcasts today uh we're on episode 185 i'm your humble grateful extremely thankful host k the classic i'm here in my nearest and dearest my boys and friends in real life uh clips clips is here what's going on clips how's your mental how's your pockets man uh it's good to be back 185 i didn't realize we was at 185 wow congrats congrats man uh mental is good with the exception of these bad people on my college campus still in the PS5 out of the games room, whoever did that, you're a bad person. Um, money, money, you gonna get better. I'm actually, oh, you will be caught. I, I didn't let them know that Lavin? you will be caught. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and I'm gonna do my taxes next month, so we should be straight. But I do officiate on the weekends too, so I that's actually been pretty cool officiating like kids' games at the local rec center down the street from the house. So that's cool. Do you allow um, them to play physical without calling fouls? Uh, depends on the age range, okay. right? Like if if it's from like five to seven, they really don't know their body, right? <laughs> Unless they're actively really trying to be hooping like that. Right. But when I, when I can tell that they don't know how to <laughs> move around, I'm not super strict on them like that. But I do teach them as as I'm not calling, right? So you never just not call something. You say, hey, you're double dribbling. Make sure you dribble with one hand, right? Obviously, you can't just miss everything, but you you gotta you gotta ref to the level of their play. Um and I'm not in the NBA, so I can't fix the games, right? So there's that. But other than that, everything is good. Mental straight, pocket straight. We living out here. How you doing, Kev? We're we're good. We'll get to me. Uh and uh week two with no camera for Rail. Rail, how's you doing? How's your pockets? How's your mental health? What's going on? <laughs> for those who are watching on YouTube, uh you see what's going on with his camera and what he has posted on this camera. Um but about those for me, Spotify. <laughs> as for me, uh pockets is all right right now. Um Mental is, is is strong. Mental is strong. It's just you know, I feel like I got the weight of the world on my shoulders, but I, I, I my shoulders can bear, and I'm straight. And so we are gonna make it work. We are gonna make it do what it do. And that's always how it how it feels right before um, everything starts working out. So you good, brother? That's how I feel. That's how. That's exactly. Shout out to Jesse. Oh yeah, uh, Jesse's not here because uh, Jesse's not here. <laughs> I don't have another reason for that. Shout out to his bills, I guess. Anyway, uh, first and foremost, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for all the love on our last episode. Uh, it did really well on YouTube. Um, uh, I would like to personally thank everybody that reached out to me and who reached out on those millennials account for uh, one of our podcasts is a. Uh, 
host uh, well-being, but we'll get to that. Um, first and foremost, I want to yeah. <laughs> talk about some. <laughs> uh, I want to start with happiness and and wish a couple couple legends happy birthday because it just so happens that we're uh, we're recording on two legends happy birth- birthdays. So I want to uh, say a big happy birthday to Jim Carrey, the the, the legend himself, Jim Carrey, one of my favorite com- not just comedians but just entertainers. Uh, oh, 100%. Of, of, of all time. Nobody does it like him. I think he, belie- I believe he turned 63 today. I could be wrong. Yeah, and that's crazy. The legends of all, the legends of legends. Happy big birth, 90, uh, 93rd birthday to James Earl Jones. Just, uh, you know, what's there to say about James Earl Jones? Just a fucking model of just black excellence rolled into a dude man just just a fucking legend um but yeah so third week of uh third week of january well you missed two things what did i miss we had Aaliyah's birthday oh i mean if you want to talk about y'all yeah so yesterday yeah we had Aaliyah's birthday and then muhammad ali muhammad ali's steve harvey huh we're not gonna talk about steve harvey (laughs) steve harvey's birthday now mr potato head Hey, I watched, uh, you know, the Steve Harvey show. The Steve Harvey show. I don't give a fuck what we're talking about. That shit was funny to me. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. So it was hanging with Mr. Cooper. Both of them shits was funny to me. Both of them black men had fun shows to me. And I'm not going to pick, like, oh, this nigga right. So I'm just not going to ever like Steve Harvey show again. Like, no. Both of them shits was funny. And what happened ain't, ain't got nothing to do with me. That's, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Cool with him, so you just cool with the man unit, though. You just bro, I just I don't give a fuck who what his hair looked like. All I know is Steve said maybe he laughed for about ten years on channel thirteen. So I got that's you. all I know. Uh, but like as I was saying, it seems like this year is the year of the interview. So the first week, obviously, we know we just real just talked about it. Cat Williams. Second week was Stephen A. Smith going at Jason Whitlock, and it seems like this week uh, we got Most Def versus Drake. So it's the year of the interview. Um, we will get to Most and Drake uh, soon, but first, I mean, we, we don't want to bury the lead. So uh, obviously, um, uh, Wild Cow Weekend was last week, and... Well, I'm gonna give the floor to you, man, because everybody's been reaching out to not only me but the those money. Nobody money. reached out to you. <laughs> I swear to God, people reached out. To me. A lot of people reached out to me. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. A lot of people reached out to me. They ask about your well-being. They was just like, "Hey, is how's Jarrell's mental?" They asked for off the rails. When I told them, I was like, "We haven't got off the rails in years," so I don't think that it got canceled, bro. My shit, like homeboys in outer space, the world been clamoring for it to come back. <laughs> You see the boys in outer space. But, Grail, the floor is yours. Oh, man. And, um, uh, obviously, you, me, you and I talked yesterday because I was like, I'm going to give him his space. I'm not, it's like, for, uh, first and foremost, I don't call Drell and to throw shit in his face anymore. That's like, that's that's childish and immature, and that's not what I do in 2024. Maybe in 2022, but not 2024. Um, mm. but, We're growing, guys. <laughs> Burrell, the floor is yours. Uh, what happened? What do you want to happen? Obviously, uh, we had news that happened today that you already told me that you confirmed, which I still fucking can't believe. 
I told you yesterday. Me you did. That's why I said you. I mean, you told me yesterday uh, that they, they was gonna keep him, and I'm I'm still He's not going anywhere. Still, still stunned. Uh, but yeah, real the floor is yours, man. And Clips, and then after you, because Clips, Clips is a Green Bay Packers fan, so you know he was on yeah. Him, so let's, no, let's, yeah, let's... nobody wants to hear from them. <laughs> why? We 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 have a big game coming up. Yeah, yeah, you got a big boot coming up. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, real man. Let it go. just go ahead. I, I don't have listen. I, I don't. It, I'm gonna go back to when it started. So it all started when Jerry Jones 94. bought. I'm just playing. Keep going. In 1994, <laughs> you wanna know what happened in 1994? In 1994, I was six years old. <laughs> And the movie Little Giants came out, and <laughs> great movie. And I, I fucking Fox. hated the fact that the Giants won as a kid. Like I was like, "This is bullshit." Cowboys had better uniforms. They look like them niggas. Like them niggas. Like they practiced. Icebox was like she should have been in high school. Like it was, was just. Al Bundy was their head coach. Keep going. Oh, I, I don't know what Al Bundy was calling down the stretch. <laughs> um, but either way, and I was like, I just like this team. So since then, and then the Cowboys won the Super Bowl two years later, and ever since then, I was hooked. It was like crack cocaine. I like Michael Irvin. We was all we would. It was just, it just, it was just. In, it, it shot it to my blood. I was just like, my dad was a Raider fan. He always had to give me to be a Raider fan, and, and it just, it like I just couldn't get away from that. Fucking blue and gray. I don't know why. It was drawn to me like fucking, I don't know why. I was just synonymous with it as a kid. Um, so almost to the point to where, like, when we sucked as a kid, I always knew we were going to suck. So I've been through some rough years as a point, as a Cowboy fan. Like, I remember Quincy Carter from Georgia. I remember when we drafted Drew Henson, the dude who backed up Tom Brady, and then we – he played baseball and then came back and we tried to make him our quarterback. I remember all these years. I remember we tried to make Drew Bledsoe quarterback. But this year, this this weekend, this hurts more than the catch when Dez caught it and Goodell stepped in because he wanted to, uh, you know, help Aaron Rodgers out at the time. And Goodell stepped in to help the, I guess, the Wisconsin community was struggling. So they had to, um, you know. What? I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But either way, whenever Dan stepped, whenever Dan caught the ball, that was a dick kick. When, 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 um, I forgot who the commissioner was before that, but when he handed Romo that greasy ass football in Seattle, and Romo and the ball slipped out of Romo's hands on the extra point try. And then you look at the ball, and I've never seen a ball sprayed in Afro Sheen before, but that ball was. So I've been I, I I watched that game. He prepared this. This is funny. There was a playoff game where after we went thirteen and three with Tony Romo and Patrick Stonehands Creighton, he <laughs> dropped like I, I, I like to this day like I'm just waiting for it to come out that Patrick Creighton bet on the game because there's no way Romo was throwing dimes like that in that game first the Giants. Mind you, Eli went to go win that Super Bowl that year because I remember that vividly because I was so determined that Demarcus Ware and Jay Ratliff, the Rat Trap, I was so convinced that these guys were going to win the Super Bowl this year. So I've been – I didn't just show up with drinks. I've been here. I've been at the party. This by far, 
was the biggest dick cake ever because it was all set up for us. We broke the curse. We let Jimmy back in. We said, you know what, Jimmy? That was bullshit what you said back in 94. Jerry, just like me, we're going to hold grudges. You out. And then we let him back in. And we thought the curse was broken. It was all lined up. We got the two seed, three home games possibly, two home games possibly at the crib. We have won 16 straight. Mind you, we won 16 straight prior to this at home through all the regular season, even in the playoffs before that. Um, We've been dominant at home. And to get your dick kicked in like the way they did, it's just disgusting, bro. I don't understand. How do you do that? Do that. How do you sit there in front of your fucking crowd and get your you know what this is? This this the beginning to the Joker movie. This 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 my, this the beginning of the Joker movie. This is my villain origin story. Because I don't understand how I I listen, I'm gonna fit in with this because I've given you the history of, of the gut punches and letdowns. When I die. I want the 2024 Cowboys to be my Paul Bears because I want them just to let me down one more last. Time. <laughs> I don't like like the whole, and every and everybody's like, oh, move on. Like when you are in football purgatory, there is no move on. You don't suck enough to get the good quarterbacks. Your cap is too messed up to sign a better one. You, this, 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 these are the dice you have to roll, you know. Like, like, so. I mean, we if try you honestly. Say that. Then why, on God's green earth, would you not take the shot at Bill Belichick? Why would you keep McCartney for another year if you just said what you just said? You can't. Bro, I don't run. Get the I don't run the team, nigga. I don't run the team. I seen Jerry Jones almost say nigga on Sunday. <laughs> Because he shows up. Nah, he's been saying nigga for a minute. He, strolled, he, he almost reverted back. He I'm almost reverted yeah, back. Yeah, he hasn't said nigga in like, what, 20 years? Since Little Rock Nine. <laughs> Who was these niggas? And you know what? <laughs> we don't got, I, I, I was saying the same shit. Because it, the fact that we've been a man scheme all year long and Dan Quinn decided to roll out a zone coverage. I'm deep in this. I watched the All-22 after the game because I have the NFL Plus. And I follow somebody who streams the All-22, a Cowboy YouTuber. He streams the All-22 after the game. The, there was a couple of times the only the only person that was near a Packer receiver was Pam Oliver. I say, is Pam Oliver a, a safety we signed? We signed Pam Oliver at halftime? I didn't, I didn't even know. Because there was a couple of times there was the only person near a fucking Packers receiver. It's on like Dak played like shit, but the defense played worse. Quarterbacks don't grow in trees. You gotta roll what you got. We try we don't That's have a running game. We don't have a running game. Tony Pollard broke his leg last year and he never returned this year. He didn't even have, we don't have a thousand yards from the, we have no like but let me let me break it down how other teams work real quick. It's just that when the Ravens when shit go bad for Lamar and Lamar having a bad game, they got a good defense and a run game to lean on. When shit go bad for the Niners and Brock Purdy's doing doing a bunch of dumb shit, they got they got Christian McCaffrey to hand the ball off to twenty times, and they got a good defense to lean on. We had words like with Dak when Dak doing dumb shit. We were supposed to have a good defense to lean on, but the defense didn't show up, and, and then we don't have a running game to lean on. So it just all every rooster came home to hatch, 
and I'm done. Like this is the last time you're gonna ever hear Jarrell talk about the Cowboys. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I like I don't know if I'm about to say what does that I, mean? I'm out. I'm out. I don't know what it means. I'm just wandering through life right now, you know, just taking no, the No, no. Hey buddy, I'm gonna talk you off that ledge. I'm gonna Adam Silver you, Draymond. <laughs> I need we we need, we can't allow you to retire from this beautiful sport of football. Um the team needs you. They need you over there. More than ever. The Dallas. They need you. All all praise to the Packers for coming in and putting cleats and boots in our ass. Um, Shout out to Jordan Love. You know, I support black quarterbacks, so I'm not mad at the brother for doing his thing. As you know, especially, you know, where ain't too many of us going to succeed in Green Bay when you, you know, your name Jordan. Uh, So, (laughs) so shout out to the Packers, you know. Keep going. Um, just Thank um, you. I don't know. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm I'm done. I won't talk about the Cowboys anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm not a fan. Um, I'm not. I'm not. You got like, a lot I, of gear I, to get old. You got a lot of gear to get rid of, bro. Bro, I got a lot of bro. Memorabilia. You got a lot. It's of, to me- a remember. Lot of gear to get rid of. If you call, if you calling it quits, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done, bro. I just like don't throw your stuff away. You might need it. I, I'm done, bro. Yeah, you can be you can be done, but I think you should keep your material items. Don't don't be one of those irrational. No, yeah, no, no, no. That shit too. That shit too expensive. I'm gonna still wear my shit too. Like that shit, but like, uh, like as serious as, as it much as it mattered for me, for me to see, for me to hope to see Jerry get one for uh, he pass away. You can put that nigga in the grave tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn, so, you really want to get to get something. So oh it, it it don't it don't it don't even matter anymore. Like you can learn like you can like, you know, so it don't matter. Like if Jerry see it or not. And um it don't matter. I, I like it does like I it just sucks that something that matters to me like damn the happiness that I had of watching the Cowboys every fucking Sunday, it was like a time period of stamp where I knew like every weekend I was gonna have this little moment of happiness and joy and time period of my life was gone. It's dead. It's never coming back to me. It, it, I'm done. So I got a question. I know about those hard times, so man. Been going for a while, so I'm, I'm gonna let clips go because. He, but I, I got one final question to ask, real. Um. So when we made our picks, right? We all picked uh, who who we thought was gonna be gonna represent the AFC and the NFC in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You chose not to pick the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Was that a reverse jinx situation? Were you just trying to? Reverse no, them? I mean no, because no, because I know because Jesse picked the Cowboys in the Bills. Yeah, but and also, and also, I at bare minimum thought we could win two games because no matter what, the way it lined up, we were going to. The only way I, but before this playoffs, I only thought the only team that could beat us was the Niners. The way it was lined up, we we you thought you was we win that NFC, NFC championship game most likely. Yeah, I I, I bare, we hadn't been to the NFC championship since '95, so it was like so that was going to be a fucking party by itself. Just going to that, so. I was ready just to celebrate that, and we couldn't even get Baker Mayfield got to win. Put that in context. And that's not his first playoff win, though. No, it he's won more playoff. I mean, Dak he has and more Roma than Dak. Dak and Roma have the same playoff records. I mean, but at the same time, I want the same energy for Lamar. If Lamar loses this weekend, which I think there is a good chance he could, I want the same energy for Lamar. He's one and three. You know, Dak's two and five. Roma was two and two and eight. You know, so so 
it well, he dated bad. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah, it just it, it just we curse, bro. We curse. Okay. Uh Clips, floor is yours. Your team won. Underdog, Jordan Love balled out. Your 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 defense looked at stout for the first half. You guys looked at all right. How you feel? You know, um, in the words of uh, our great prophet, Stephen A. Smith, what can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. It happened for Dallas. Um, that's what, ca- I that's think- what, ca- that's what casuals say. That's what <laughs> casuals say. You kiss my ass because if you told me that you would beat me by 40 fucking points, you're lying to me. Go to Vegas and put $400, put, put $40 on that, you'd win $4 million. If you would have thought that that would have happened, you you probably, that, you you probably thought you that uh, something a close game, but no, you you, you kissed my ass. Oh, I definitely did. I honestly definitely thought it was gonna be a close game. When we went up twenty zero, I said I didn't think it's about to be a Texans Brown situation. I didn't think that. Was I wasn't even expect. I I knew we had to score immediately to compete with y'all, but I did not think that we was just gonna start running the table on y'all that fast. To be very fair, and, and Kevin, I talked about this earlier. I don't know who, why uh, Dan Quinn was moving Micah into coverage yep. instead of letting him do what he's Micah supposed guard. to do. And Micah in coverage, like that was wild. And then the on top was, of that, the, the, the nigga been taking interviews all week for other jobs. He wasn't even <laughs> thinking about the Cowboys this week. Get your bitch ass out of here, Dan Quinn. Fuck you, nigga. That nigga's a hoe, cuz. Oh, my mama, man. Why is Micah all of a sudden Troy Palomalu in in coverage all the damn time? What the hell we doing? Hey, man. Dan Quinn Quinn literally threw, he said, whatever we did the first, I'm throwing, literally, if you you watch the You know what they won't expect? (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. I'll I'll keep it short. Um, I'll keep it short for for the sake of if you look at the beginning of our season to where we were at the end of the season, to say that we were we were even to be matched up with y'all wasn't supposed to to happen in That's such fashion. Saying. That's what I'm saying. I will say we weren't we were not supposed to be um playing against y'all. To be very fair, like you know, I I thought we were gonna be where where the Bucks were. But you see how that worked out. Um, Eagles walked out of there too. But I will say that we were we were probably the best suited match to test your team than um, the Bucks were in the first round because I know that that game meant more to Dallas to win against the Packers after years of losing to the Packers and what that meant. But I will also say y'all had too much pressure. We didn't have. We were playing with no pressure, and 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 it's you know gonna what, be. You know what? I don't. I don't believe in that pressure shit because I feel. I feel like pressure is pressure is what you, what you what you think of it. Like, it, what's the difference if that was Baker Mayfield? What's the difference if that was you know um, whoever you know or or there's or, a difference. Or a, there's a difference. Or, or, no, I, I don't believe. It, I don't believe there would have been pressure no matter if we would have played y'all or if we would have played. You know the Rams. No, I believe. I believe Look, we I'll still would. I, I believe we still would choke the way. If no, I mean, I'm not saying that that wouldn't have happened, but the pressure would have been equal if if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback going into that. That would, the pressure would have been equal. Like both teams got to win. 
Dallas is doing record breaking stuff, and then Aaron needs to win because he doesn't lose to Dallas. Like there would have been a lot of a lot of stuff riding no, on the game. But I, for, but but, but for I, sure. I'm saying I'm saying that the, what you say about pressure is like no, I, I believe that pressure is just is just made up because I believe that they, based off of what I've seen. From that Packers team, from the game when Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield hung 31 on their fucking head and then they struggled with the Carolina game and had to beat them in overtime just before the season end. And then they only scored 17 points against the Bears last week. You look at the metrics of of how a team is playing when you enter the playoff. One fucking week, you look completely different. Literally, because you only scored 17 points against the Bears last week. And then you struggle first, the Panthers, and then you 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 whooped the Vikings ass, but they punted it six weeks ago. So, I mean... Well, then, maybe it's not pressure. Maybe it's not pressure. Maybe it is is preparation, right? Because that's what it sounds like, is that your team your team was looking already at the bigger game more than they were looking at the Packers. Right. Like even Dak, when y'all won, he was like, oh, I didn't want the hat. I'm 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 looking for something bigger than that. Right. So if, if you weren't prepared for what could possibly happen. There are no outcomes matched what you thought. Every outcome was we win no matter who we're on the field with. Preparation matters. Right. Um, and especially if you're talking about being prepared, Dak should have been prepared to not throw interceptions. He once he throws two, he usually loses those games. He never bounces back because it usually breaks his stride. The moment he started throwing that ball away was the moment it was over for y'all. There was no coming back because he doesn't respond well to his mistakes. All right. Um, Clips, congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'll say this as just an observer of just, you know, my teams at home. Uh, this was not really a great wild card week. There was all the games were blowouts. It it, all the games were blowouts except the 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 Lions game. Shout out to the Lions. Um, Eminem. Uh, and if I'm gonna keep it real, real, you guys lost pretty spectacularly, but the Eagles' loss was to me was like five times worse. The way they went out was just awful. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, the Eagles have been. Walking on the tightrope all year. They, yeah, so. they stumbled into the playoffs. They like the way they just damn near fell in, you know, just walk backwards into the playoffs is never how you want to walk into the playoffs. We, we, and never, they forced Kelsey to retire. It was a dead, it was a dead team walking for sure. And now people are, you know, saying, uh, you know, they're trying to put hurts and, you know, they're, they're trying, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, how that team. Uh, well, well, last thing about that game that I will also say. And the thing that happened that I did not expect, and I, I did not to say that we play phenomenal defense, because I always think that we give up runs terribly, but that the fact that on the outside coverage was tough on cd i think that we played cd the hardest he had been faced with the whole season out of nowhere and that i think was what shook dak up a little more because cd was being covered very heavily and if you that's your number one and nobody else is really stepping up that's that's tough like that's probably how mahomes feels with all his receivers dropping passes all right quick question and then now we're gonna move on to uh well do you want do you have picks this week or no no okay Yes. Um, I figured as much. Um, uh, 
So quick, I'm at, I want you guys to answer this, and then we'll move on to not less, and then we'll get uh, we have to finish this uh, episode. Um, best game this this weekend. What's the best game this weekend? So I'll tell the audience, and then we'll, we'll, we'll you guys pick which is going to be the best. What game. do we think is going to be the best game? Because after such a bad wild card week and only one good game, which is going to be the best game this weekend? So we got Green Bay and San Francisco, Tampa Bay and Detroit. We got Houston versus Baltimore and Kansas City versus Buffalo. I think I'll pick first. I think it's going to be Kansas City and City and Buffalo. I think that's going to be the best game. Cups? I'm with you. I think we're all in the same boat because I think we all want to see if Josh Allen can get over the Mahomes hurdle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if anybody has any, like, this is do or die this season, it's him. It's for sure him. And then the weather's in their home. favor. They're at it's home. Be snowy. The receivers. Yeah. I don't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say the weather's in their favor because Kansas City plays in the same bullshit. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say the weather's in their favor. But I will say that I like these matchups because I feel like these are conclusion matchups. This is like you know when you get the third rock stone cold at WrestleMania seventeen. You? you know. So like this is like when we got the Brady Manny matchups. And it was one time, you know, it was always could Brady get over, I mean, could Manning get over Brady? Manning and get over he Brady. did. And I remember he did, you know, that one year, and it was Ooh. it was a home game. It was a home game. Yep. Um, um, but so it just, I, I like these matchups. This is why this is the beauty of, of the NFL because the season is so long, and and you get these stories. But yeah, I, I'm hoping. I'm, if I had to pick, if I had, everybody's banging. Let me ask you this. I think Josh Allen. I think the, I think it's Josh Allen time. Wow, you doing that and Jesse's not here. You hear that, Jess? Go ahead, uh, Clips. Let me let me ask both of y'all this. Do you think just because you brought up like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, do you think that the matchup for Mahomes and Josh Allen is is Tom Brady and Peyton Manning ish more than Joe Burrow and Mahomes? Or however that is? Because I think at some point still gotta acknowledge Josh that Allen hasn't had any success like Peyton Manning with the Colts. Not like to that level. I don't think so. Well I'm I'm just saying when those when those quarterbacks face off like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen and Mahomes the best quarterback matchup we have in the league right now. I would say so. Besides like you said Burrow and, and Mahomes is probably the other one. But I think okay. I think this is yeah this is it's not to me it's not Brady Manning, but it's it's what this generation's of that will probably be be uh lived up to or in that same vein, I should say. Damn, you know what's crazy is the AFC typically has those big quarterback rivalry situations more so than the team rivalries in the NFC. Right. That's wild. That's true. All right. Uh, Rail, I'm glad you finally got off that got that off your chest, so everybody can stop asking Rail. Rail, Rail basically did his off the rails. We let it get, let him get it all up to, all off his chest. He took it all the way to '94. He he, he brought up uh, Michael Irvin, and he, he took okay, and Cowboys. Back. He took it all the way. Back. They used to go to the White House. I heard, found out about this over the weekend. He took it all the way back. All right, so um, not list. So. Uh, this week's not list is uh, clips. If you have a not list uh, thing you want to talk about, you can have not list uh, number number five because only got four. Uh, so number one on the not list. 
uh, I want to talk about this whack ass Coachella lineup. Uh, are you guys want you guys ready? You guys want to talk about this whack ass Coachella lineup? All right. Uh, so number one on that list. So Coachella's uh, it's been whack for the past three years. That's true. Um, Coachella's lineup, don't tell my friends because they love it. Coachella's lineup was uh, announced, I think, Tuesday or Monday, someday early this week. Um, and so for that Friday, it's uh, April on April twelfth. They have a uh, Linda Lind Lana De Ray for uh for Friday night, and she has I mean there's Little Uzi Vert that same night, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Clips will probably know a lot of the, these these artists that I'm not, I'm just not familiar with for Friday. Oh, let me pull it up. I'll have it memorized. You see one of those. So Saturday night, uh, Tyler the Kid Creator. That's a, that's a pretty pretty good headliner. You got Blur. You got Ice Spice, which is really weird that she's the third biggest name. On she Saturday has night. she has the most air quote popularity right now. Um, and she really only has three songs, four songs. If you count the Barbie Munch. Song. She has like four songs if you count the Barbie song. Uh, they got Don Dalla. Well, I, I kind of know him. They got Blast. You um, skipped right over Sublime? I don't know who that is. Sublime. Okay, Sublime. I'm not familiar. I'll tell you if I'm not familiar. Sublime. Santeria? I oh. ain't got no. Yeah, okay. Sublime. Yeah. You got it. Uh, And if anybody else that tickles your fancy, I don't know any of these other names. Oh, uh, I know drums. And that's pretty much Kevin it. Kevin Abstract is cold. Uh, who else is in this thing? Who else you see on Saturday? A lot of folks like, um, who is that? Les Sesfim? Sesfer? I've been hearing about them from just like my students. I saw Flo and I immediately thought it was going to be Flo Millie, but it was not Flo Millie. I was like, I don't know who Flo is. I know who Flo yeah. is. Anyway. Flo Millie is crazy. Uh, um, Sunday. A lot of these, a lot of these folks are like a lot of big up and coming people, right? That I even I don't know about, and I'm not deep in the trenches like that, right? So Sunday, which I seems like it's going to be the best night, uh, headliner usually is. That. Then they got Jay Balvin. I don't know how they swung that. I feel like Jay Balvin is probably a bigger artist than Doja. I mean, I don't know who do, don't you guys feel like Jay Balvin's a bigger artist? It, than Doja? it depends on the year that you're speaking of. Because everybody loves the controversy of Doja right now, that's why she's headliny-ish. Jay Bobalon has not, he, he hasn't dropped a big project recently. So. I got you. And then obviously uh, I would Janae, I would love for Janae, I would want her to be a headliner. I mean, what we talk about, I will go, I'll go just, I'll go Sunday just to see Janae and then leave. Um, Janae Aiko, obviously, uh, Little Yachty. DJ, Yachty's there. DJ Snake. Um, Raina Rap. Boyla um, Ray, Nav. Nav, Tims, uh, Victoria Monet. Take it back Sunday. Oh, snap. What? Sunday looks like it's the best day, I think. I saw Tanache on this list. I just forgot what day she was on as well. I know she posted that she's on here somewhere. Anyway, checking for you no know, Tanache. I am. Um, and yeah. then, no doubt, 
Oh, and no doubt, oh. yes. So, um, yeah, this is very to me. I mean, I, I I'm just repeating what every what people are saying in the comments as well. Uh, very. I very think Friday nice. and Sunday are tied. Friday and Sunday is tied to you. Yeah, I don't think so. Bro, they got Lana Del Rey, Peso Pluma, Lil Uzi Vert. Justice is going to be there. Bizarre Rap, Deftones is crazy. They got Tyler going to be there. Tanache is on that day. Oh, Tanache. Um, there is. Yeah, I knew it. Who else do they have there that I know? Skept is going to be there on that day. Okay. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're slightly convincing me a little bit. <laughs> But I think Sunday yeah. is, is is maybe I'm just I'm a bigger fan of just I think Victoria Monet is like a, a fucking like a rising star. I mean, I don't have to say that she's a fucking star. Tim's is a fucking star. Cola Ray. Not my yeah. bag, but I know how big and popular she is. Janae Aiko is. A they should have put Koi and, and, and Doja on the same. Oh, wait, she is. Yeah, they're on the same night. Yeah, that's actually a good like closing it should be hype. Yeah. Maybe Koi will bring her dad out. <laughs> I very, very much doubt that. But yeah, I just ah. want to talk about the Coachella lineup and see what you guys thought of it. Uh, like like you said, it, the Coachella lineups haven't been the best, and these these things are subject to change. Obviously, we know what happened last year with Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yeah, so. We, <laughs> we, we I had friends who went, and they were pissed. Yeah. These niggas, he... He made them get an ice ring and didn't even use the shit. Fucking crazy. Anyway. Hey, man. He been thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what happened. I guess. Uh, since we just got off football, I'll do this one off the not list as well. So number two on the not list, I got uh, I got viewership. I got viewership numbers, which is uh, the thing I'm trying. I'm going to start implementing more uh, talking about viewership because it's such a big topic with all these streaming services and shows being watched and stuff. Obviously, we all know NFL is king uh, when it comes to viewership. It's literally the only um, viewership that that just dominates. I think they did. I think who did it? There was an article going around of the hundred most watch uh, televised live things. And I think like 90 of them were NFL or some shit. It was some wild number. They were all NFL games. Uh, I think and then a couple of them were like obviously college and in in men's and men's college basketball it was fucking crazy anyway uh so the most watched game on the NFL wildcard weekend was of course the Packers and the Cowboys at 40 million viewers on Fox uh the Lions and the Rams game had 35.8 million viewers uh the Bills and the Steelers had 31 million viewers um uh the Texans and the Browns had 29, Bucks and Eagles had 28, and that Peacock gang that everybody was talking shit about that they were so mad that that was only televised and watched on Peacock still did pretty well at 23 million views. I remember I was watching it cuz I was in Long Beach at the time, watching it at a I guess a wake you can call it. Um and we were watching it <laughs> watching it we was it was like, "Oh, who got the Peacock password?" So we was watching yeah, that's funny um so we watched it in there but yeah nfl is still king nfl still dominates uh all right so number three on the not list 
This one, I don't know what we, we do with this one. So this one's for, for, for Laker Nation, basically. Uh, it was a report by Ramona Shelburne that came out today that last year, if you guys remember correctly, we talked about it, I think, during the playoffs. Kyrie Irving showed up to a couple of the Lakers playoff games. I, I want to say, real was it the Memphis series or was it the Warrior series that he sat and went and watched? I feel like Kyrie can't went to two games. Memphis. Like yeah. Kyrie came to two games. I know Trey came to a game too, because I thought that was weird. It was in Kyrie and Trey was at the same one of the games. Kyrie and Trey was at was at the same game together. I forget who. Um, but apparently, yeah, during that game uh, or after that game, Kyrie spoke with LeBron, saying that he wanted to reunite either in Los Angeles or uh, or Dallas. My point is. Why are we hearing about this story now? I think we kind of talked about this too when we when Kyrie was just sitting front and centered at a fucking playoff game when he was a potential going to be a potential free agent. Nobody knew where he was going to go. It was already rumors of him potentially joining the Lakers, and he was sitting front row along with Trey Young, and we was just I was just I promise you I was just like, oh Kyrie probably wants to come back to this. Kyrie wants to see what the atmosphere is like. He wants to check the temperature of LeBron and see if it makes sense for them to pursue him again. But I'm just like, why is this a story now? Like, we, the Lakers aren't going to get Kyrie. The Dallas is playing way too well. I know today the Lakers beat Dallas, thank God, today. But Dallas is playing too well. I think they're like, I want to say like sixth in the West. I don't know what they where they are now, but they're right. They're around like six in the West, right, real six, seven. They're like yeah. they're like fifth or six, something like that. Um, I vaguely vaguely remember Rail um, saying something very harsh about that situation to the same pedigree of what you're saying. But yeah, y'all def- y'all definitely did too, talk and about. I was like Trey, well, we cool. Like I know you're a clutch client <laughs> as well. We cool. But, yeah, I mean, it it just doesn't make sense that the, like this story after the fact like we knew what it was and like him checking even checking the temperature was like come on like you played with lebron like you see what the squad is you know like you know what your role is like get out of here bro like the money didn't fit because we you couldn't dallas wasn't gonna trade you yeah and and the money wasn't gonna fit so and brown wasn't going to dallas because his son is playing at usc and 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 the Mavericks are hard capped too. They 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 don't have any room to sell LeBron this offseason. So even if he wasn't LeBron's best bet is to opt in that fifty three million and 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 do that. And then and then figure it out because his son's gonna have to stay another year at college anyway, so basically. Sure. Uh, you have anything to add, Clips? Nope. Okay. No, I mean I think you summed it up. You know, I I, I would say it's it's a little too late to kind of hop on that train of that big of a of a acquisition to the Lakers, especially because I don't think you're in a position where you need a Kyrie Irving, right? Because y'all gonna have to give up a, a bunch of stuff. Dallas ain't gonna play that whole. Mm-hmm. You can just give yeah, us D'Lo. Help a rival, yeah. Like that's that that ship is. Nah, safe. they're not. They're not. Mark Cuban ain't ain't dumb. Yeah, um, he knows what that leads to by giving up. So he that ain't gonna happen. But I will say, NBA and the new rules, like only the sons are. I don't want to call them stupid, but the, only the sons are not smart enough to to not smart enough to know like 
having three players that make over $40 million on your books is just cap suicide. And it just puts you in tax hell. But if you have an owner that's willing to pay, wait, don't, don't the Clippers potentially have um, tax hell for their situation. Might going to be in tax hell, but bomber got it. And now that the Kawhi signed, uh, James Harden seems like he's going to sign. He's going to re up. Um, uh, I think Paul George might look around and see if Philadelphia is winking at him. We, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he might come back. We'll see. But, um, but p- people like Bomber who just will just pay it, especially since his team looks like a legit contender, I think he'll just pay it. I don't know about. Oh, well, I mean, why not? It, he got the money. I don't know about all these other teams. Speaking of trades, number four on the not list. Um, Pascal Siakam is no longer a Toronto Raptor. He belongs to the Indiana Pacers. They were there was a big trade today. Um, that was wild. Jerry, so for those who are keeping count, in the last two weeks, Messiah Jerry traded OG and Obi and Pascal Siakam, and in return. He's gotten Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawaba, uh, Kyra Lewis, uh, and three first-round picks and one second-round pick. So they're going full rebuild in Toronto, uh, which you couldn't tell by today because they beat the brakes off the Miami Heat. Um, but, yeah, full that's rebuild. That's because R.J. going crazy. <laughs> full well, this, this was the... This was the the moment for him. Like, team he has to. Team no, uh, you guys. So, what do you guys think of the Pacers? Pacers contenders. Where you guys put them in in the Eastern Conference? So, I really like this trade, and um, for the Pacers, you know, I mean, I really like this Pacers team now. Like, now that they they didn't have to give up their shooting and Buddy, and I'm a big Buddy fan. I've always been a Buddy fan. No, you you just like saying Buddy. Uh. Uh, um, and I like what Tyrese Halliburton was doing before he got injured. Um, yeah, but I love their team. I love that, like, they got the perfect balance. Tyrese Halliburton's ascension is insane. They play so fast. They Like, he adds a level of shot creation, shot making that they didn't have. In, but they still – but they can play a variance of ways still because they still have Obi Toppin, who they, they're getting good minutes out of. They still got um, um, Jalen Smith, who I like, um, and you know, and so and they still got Jarris Walker, who I think was a stealer, who I think could play. I don't. They just don't have no. They, I think they, they just don't have any room for him. But um, and I'm also um, I don't. Know, I hate Ben Matherin, but he, you know, he's a good basketball player. Good. But yeah, you ain't been Matherin. Otherwise, I I, yeah, I think I, I think I think that could be a top four C, and I think it depends on the matchup. Now, if they put the Knicks, that's a, that, that's that's R.I.P. Pacers. Um, uh, but they're they're gonna play. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be a tough seven game. Like, there's nothing wrong from going from not making the playoffs like they did before and making the playoffs and having a tough seven game series that you lose. Like, if you're in a four or five with the Heat, you know, it's like there's no shame in that. That's a good step. Yeah. Um. Before uh, you go, clips. I'm gonna just I'm make mine short and sweet. Uh, no, I so- mean I think. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Go ahead. My fault. Oh no, I was just gonna say um, they they elevate their team by making those those type of trades for sure. Uh, 
it doesn't seem like they're going to lose too much depth because we didn't know what kind of depth they had either way. But them already being in the play in, I think, is the experience that forced these trades to happen kind of. And this will definitely put them in playoffs. And they, they'll probably be a team that if they have to go to a seven-game series with a powerhouse team, if you will, that that powerhouse team shouldn't go to seven with. Um, and that's what it looks like now, but we don't even know what type of chemistry is going to immediately develop or not. So, but I will say they do definitely right now on paper go to the playoffs. Agreed. Uh, so we're talking about Indiana. Um, so not a very desirable place for players of Pascal Siakam's caliber. They can't, Indiana can't just go to the superstar store and purchase and pick a superstar. They have to be some. Um, but hold on. But, but, but Pat, I think it's perfect for a player because he, Pascal Siakam isn't, you know, when you think of NBA, how many players do you name before you name Pascal Siakam? No, 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 no. That's, that, that's, that's basically what I'm saying. I'm saying the only way they're going to acquire players that are talented as Pascal Siakam is do via Dre. They're not going to get them in free agency. Nobody's coming. I believe they can, I believe they can get a Pascal Pascal. You know, I believe that he is the quality of of, of their free agent. He's a B level, but he's a B level. I think Indiana is a B level kind of city that can get, they can overpay if they got the money. I disagree. Um, I think they they did same way that they got uh, Tyrese Halliburton by trading stuff in order to get him because they recognized the ta- the talent gap. They recognized well first they recognized Sacramento had to do something with all their guards. They had too many small players. They had too many guards, and they knew what they when they had uh, Sabonis that they were only going to go so far. They needed a guard, and they took a shot on Tyrese Halliburton, and they, obviously they hit it out the park. Now, to me, this is similar where obviously their 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 ages don't really match up. I think Tyree, Tyrese is like 22 and, and Siakam is kind of 29. But you can't really be picky. Again, to me, when you're Indiana, you have to just kind of – the team is so good right now. I, I, I me, myself, I, I mean, the Pacers and the Bucks, not, not only because of the um, – in season tournament, they played like five games already, and each one has been they've scored to like one forty, like they've been and they've been good. And now there's like kind of bad blood. I want to see a Bucks Pacers first round series, if or second round series. I don't because I, I want to. I want to. I want to see the Bucks win the East. I want to see the Bucks win the championship if it's not going to be Lakers. That's where I'm at in my head. Anyway, um, but um, yeah, that's why I think I think the Pacers. Are good to me. This leaps. This automatically leaps. Has in my head. I feel like they leapfrog the Cavaliers, Orlando. I feel like they're in, they're right under that Miami Heat. I still trust Miami a little more than them, but they're like right under oh, for Miami. sure. I feel like they're they're not in the Sixers and the Celtic range, obviously. But I feel like that now they can. I mean, I, I don't have the. I don't. Have I believe. I believe they're a really bad matchup for the 76ers. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Um, that's all I got on that. Last on the not list. Uh, this is for your Call of Duty heads. Today, they they um, it was the worst update in Call of Duty history. Uh, they 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 they, they updated the game and the game. Uh, started crashing for the, for those of you who don't know. 
Um, every week they update the game with they add more content to the game. Today was update day, and it's literally been the worst update in Call of Duty history. Um, and that's saying a whole lot. Uh, the amount of glitches, the amount of bugs with getting to your loadout, whether you're loading into a game, it's kind of, it's just, it's awful. So for a game that makes billions of dollars, get your shit together, Call of Duty. That's all I got to say. They said the same thing about Valorant too. All of my students who come down into the games room, when the first patch over went through, they were pissed. They were like, this is not working. None of the, none of the lobbies were effective like everybody was taking forever just to like even spawn into the game it was it was wild so i can only imagine people were trying to give the uh the developers the devs passes because they've been on they they just got back from vacation for the holiday i'm just like we're not giving them them no pass what what does that mean a billion dollar game fuck all that anyway all right let's get to what uh the interview show so um I mean, there's not much to say, man. So most deaf, I don't even, I wish I'd had the young ladies podcast uh, and show in front of me. I don't know it off the top of my head, um, but shout out to her because I like to give credit when credit is due because she, she did a really, really good job. But uh, most deaf uh, sat down and did, did an interview and the young lady asked, uh, let me, let me, I, I want to I wanna get the quotes correctly because I can I can be one of those people that miss misspoke and say something the wrong way. I want to get the quote correctly. Um, he was asked, "Is Drake uh, hip hop?" He said, "Drake is pop to me. It's pop to me. He, uh, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping." And then he goes on to say, basically, that like he he hears his music in Target. Um, and again, I have, I mean, what do you, I don't know. So he says buying and selling is where the message that I can, I can use what's in, what's in it for your audience apart from like, uh, banging the poems in the palms. So, um, it was a lot there. The Drake stand said a whole lot and then decided to attack most deaths music catalog which is weird because most is not well because every time anytime someone says anything bad about drake they go to everyone talks numbers numbers. they only talk numbers they don't talk about capability to do yeah so that's why even drake used in his response he used most deaf lyrics yes um, but yeah, this, I mean, I, what I have to say is not going to be any new, so I don't know if you want to go clips first and or rel, but I, what I'm going to say is not going to be new. So what do you, what do you think about what most had to say about, uh, Drizzle Drake? I think I'm going to take the, the Joe Budden route, right? I'm going to say this to say that musicians should be able to judge other musicians because they both equally have sold records. I'm not saying that selling records has to be equal in value, but they both sold records. Most Def has sold records before uh, D, um, the DSPs became a thing, right? right? So if you go back to how some of these MCs were selling records before Drake had to get on iTunes and Spotify and all that, they hold weight. Um, I don't think Most Def has said anything that hadn't been said about Drake before. 
So I, that's why I didn't understand what the backlash was. Um, Drake knows what crowd he has. Like Drake, Drake's response to most death sound very like uh, similar to Soldier Boy's response to Blueface. Like he 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 told he told Blueface that what do you mean I have white fans? That's kind of the that's kind of the response. Yeah. So I get it. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I think most devs should have be able to have an opinion. Um, just the way that Drake in X amount of time is going to be that same guy on the porch, going to say something too wild and about judgment of he doesn't think people are making music a certain way but drake has to be fair and acknowledge that he's not the reason why he's being judged so harshly is the type of music that he's been putting out recently has not been up to the par where drake's stands typically are they they want him to put out certain types of music that is a value to them as their super fans right mm-hmm. um so i think that's kind of where it's at but ultimately most def didn't say anything that hadn't been said before. So I think we're just in a cycle of everybody wants to protect Drake rather than hear something that could potentially be, yeah, like whatever. Real? Um, well, let me first say, you know, Drake is hip hop, you know, like, 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 like he's a part of this hip hop culture, you know, it, you know, he, but my only thing is clips at a point is that, you know, you can't call yourself one of the goats and then want to dabble the way you want to dabble. You know, like, you want to do the Ross Command. You want to do, you know, EDM. You you want to, it's like, you waste maybe an album. And it's like, you're not even a music creator in that facet like that. Like, you don't really, you know, 40 makes 90% of your sound. Um, so you're not even, like, so you're just trying shit on your voice just because you can. So when you, when he says things like, "Oh, he, you know, like I'm an artist, I want to try new shit," like that's all fine. And Danny, but understand that you called yourself one of the goats, bro. And it's like, so it's like now, you know, you kind of not giving people what they want, and you can sprinkle it in because it's good. Yeah, like I'm a Drake fan, so it's like I like, you know, the punchy rap. But am I getting an album of it? Like, no. But I mean. He makes up for it. So so it's like, you know, like I mean, so it's like he he doesn't he needs to establish what he, he that he wanted to be a goat. I mean, and then he, he then he just does R and B sidetracks, you know, it's like you know, I, I don't know, like he, he wears too many hats for me to for him for him to like really take offense to what most of Death said. It's like there's a pop version of rap. Like Nelly's a pop version of rap to me. So Nikki. So Rail hit yeah. the nail on the head, um, and I'm, again, my message is gonna sound the same because I'm consistent in my message when it comes to Drake, and it's it's. So Drake is hip hop, but he does not only and solely belong to hip hop. He has outgrown hip hop. The reason why he's gotten so big is because he has found a way to transcend transcend hip-hop hip-hop has not only does it have the genre of boom bap and the lyrical miracle and rapping over cool and fly beats that's not only hip-hop hip-hop has evolved into a whole bunch of sub-genres which 
if we're keeping it a buck, Drake has pioneered, or if A, he did not pioneer, he somebody did it and he took the torch and Man, well, yeah. was fucking Carl Lewis with it. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. That's so, like, let's get that straight. Second, um, what most said. Like again, I don't have no direct problem with most said, um, but I do feel like OGs, like kind of how what Clip said, I feel like OGs do this thing where they kind of gatekeep and try to categorize what just hip hop is. So like we all know, so we was we was all there when Drake started. Drake was a purist, like he was rapping. When he first like Joe started, Button. yeah, <laughs> he liked Joe Button. Drake was a purist. He rapped backpacker uh, off of uh, beats that sound, you know, like again, lyrical miracles, some of the similar shit, like like how I mean, you know, just a little more modernized shit that most death would rap off of. Um, My favorite part about early Drake is he has a, a song with malice. Yes. Yes. Um, and most people don't know that. Yeah. So that um, clips beef is crazy. So if you take into that into account, um, he knows what he's doing. But again, he transcended the sports. Just like, again, I, I'm, I'm only using this name because this artist did the same thing. Michael Jackson not only belonged to us because he was black and he was part of the, and part of the Jackson 5, but when he went solo, not only was he, again, he wasn't just ours for black people, but he became white people starting to like him. So he's transcended pop. He went and did whatever he needed to do to become the biggest artist in the world at the time. He transcended the thing. Same thing to me. Yeah, I, I will also also say that Drake, unlike most rappers, have had great mentorship early on in their career to do the things that he's doing. Cause yeah. if look at the Kim trails of, of Wayne, Kanye and Jay-Z. Yeah. Like, so I'm not knocking him for him being under, I mean, if you look at like the football term, right. Being under the parcel tree, he's under a tree and he understood how to perfect it to be where he's at. But those, those three for sure played a pivotal role in why he understands how to use his fans to the, his advantage easy. So whether he likes to say it or not. What people don't know is like, so I'm gonna bring up Jay-Z and, and, and this is gonna take the conversation somewhere else. So I hope you guys just follow me, right? Um, so Jay-Z is what you we would all consider is just like a hip hop, like one of the you know one of the goats one i think he's the greatest of all time and when it comes to just putting rhymes together putting schemes together and putting and then rapping to any and having just how many different flows right um but when jay-z didn't truly transcend and when i mean transcend it's like had his first you do you do you guys know what jay-z's first number one is isn't it the the Annie cut? No. Jay Z no? didn't have a number one song until Empire State of Mind. Damn, not even Big Pimpin'? No. 
They were talking oh, about this. They looked it up on one of the podcasts I was listening to, and it blew me away. So Jay Z was what you would say, quote unquote, hip hop until he found a way to transcend and move fur- further. I, I can't even remember when is Empire State of Mind. It's got to be like oh four, oh five. Yeah, yeah, that was a Blueprint three album. Damn, that's that's oh nine. Blueprint three is oh nine. Yeah, so it's like oh nine. And you really oh yeah because little mama was still running around <laughs> right um and then obviously when eminem came out eminem was hip-hop hip-hop but then he found a way to transcend hip-hop and made and pe- people would say the eminem leaned too much into poppy whatever you want to call songs like the songs he did with rihanna like disturbia not disturbia what's the song he did with love the way you lie the way you lie love the way yeah. you lie uh what's that i'm not afraid which but those songs yeah. but those songs that go over these are sober songs. eminent huh sober eminent those, are, those yeah. are good songs though those are great songs but those aren't hip-hop you wouldn't consider those <laughs> Hip-hop, hip, like what you would consider the purest form of hip hop. No. Okay. Well, no. then, then I will say this: if if you're gonna use Eminem not having a, a hip hop song that was a pop song, he, he reverse he reverse engineered um, "Hi My Name Is" to be a hip hop song, yes. but it had a pop effect. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I I agree with that one. But I I was just saying this to say is that like we've seen this before where somebody we've considered just hip-hop went and found a way to make their brand bigger and become a bigger artist by still being hip-hop but taking some of the sauce from over there and finding a way and still trying to make it hip-hop that's again i can i'm and i'm and i'm documented i hated the migos was never a fan. I even during the bad and bougie fight night was the only song I really fuck with. I was like, this song is cool. I hey, never can uh, time time stamp this. Take take this out. <laughs> no, I'm being real. I'm I'm just I, I'm I'm an honest nigga. Um, I'm documented. I have I have uh, video evidence. I think I have it on Facebook or some shit where I was I was recording when I was at uh, Made in America and I was recording the Migos and I was like, I don't like fuck with these niggas. But I was in front row listening to these niggas sing bad and bougie. I was not a fan. Um, literally the mo- literally the modern day Beatles. That's crazy. <laughs> I was not a fan. Um it, it and then I I you know after listening to them take some time, I got older. But then I realized when they when they got old, they started rapping and started what's the word I'm looking for? They started they evolved their music. They evolved their they evolved their music to where it sounded like they were spinning and talking about stuff that I related to at the time, right? I like mean, if you if you go through any form of an artist, you will see the transformation. Yes. In their flow, yeah. I mean, so so, but, so I mean, from from Nipsey rapping how he did from Game rapping how he did from Ti rapping how I like he them, used to rap. I like them from Jump, but I'm just saying for me, I'm speaking me personally. Go ahead, Cliff. No, I was gonna say. When you, but when you talk, at least from a transformation standpoint, here's the thing, though. Some people progressively get into transformation and some people digress in their transformation. Right. When we're talking about Drake being a purist and getting his raps off and doing all that shit, he went and then he started to digress in the in the. In the sense of he can just put anything out 
And for his artistry, that's that. all that matters. I'm not defending the last four years of Drake. I'm just talking about like... No, no. And I'm not even trying to defend it. I'm saying that the... When you talk about the Migos, when you talk when you talk about Twenty One Savage, Twenty One Savage, terrible, fucking ass. And then as he got better, he's yeah, he evolved transcended his. Yeah. And and Drake has had too many people that he's been able to walk in doors with to make him like I I I would prefer Drake to rap rap like this last album he dropped. He was like, oh, I'm about to rap rap. That was like when when fucking Kid Cudi told us. He was about to rap rap on 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 um what the fuck is that album that he dropped? Speed and Bullet to Heaven, and it was a fucking punk rock album. Like, I don't want to hear things. Not not to say I don't like that album because I do like that album, but what I am saying is, don't tell me you're the next Tupac on a punk rock album, right? <laughs> don't tell me that you're the 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 best rapper alive on a on a a lo-fi rap album that has nothing to do with you being the best rapper, and you just you know low light vibe like and that's kind of what all my dogs were for is like he wasn't it wasn't for all his dogs I, I feel like the song title or i mean the album title was deceiving because all the people who came to that album were expecting drake we, to yeah, we, we to take that. over you know but neither here nor there well, um, that's why cole is where he's at yeah all i'll say this when we i know when drake diverted i remember and i remember this very vividly and because because Rail and Jesse was with me at the time when when the first time we heard Better Find Your Love and it was the first time I heard I was like damn that's, hey, song? that's different like that's different than any other thing that you've ever put out when you put out Find Your Love Find, is it called Find Your song. Love or Find Your Love I remember this vividly because Rail and I this <laughs> Rel and I and Jesse were all getting a haircut at the same time. We were going to like a little uh, college barber shop at the time, and we were talking to the barber about that song. Um, and it was like the first time where it was like, "Yo, like he's doing something far left. Like he's not just trying to be hip hop. Like he, you can tell he has a vision. He wants to do this and be up out of here, but." Again, I have no but, real problem with what Mo said. Mo, uh, I mean, but shit. was that because Drake wanted to do that? Be slapping when, when shit, when nonstop comes on the target, I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be on. This nonstop comes on the target. It's a vibe. What are we talking about here? What else? When, like, but we know God's plan. God, like, who knew? Who didn't know? when God's plan was made that that was not going to be at target or at the mall. Like that song is strictly made for target slash mall shopping. Oh, easy. So is the Kiki song. Yes. So is, uh, uh, right? uh, 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 the, what damn. I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Now. You know bling. Uh, huh. In my, bling. in my feelings, in my feelings. Oh. But yeah, oh yeah, Hotline Bling definitely for sure. Hotline, like yeah, Hotline Bling, like he, like, these are all like he, he's gonna live forever, and he, like again, it's just, I just don't like when old niggas gatekeep, and again, I don't think most was like hating, hating purposely because if you, I watched other clips of the interview, he was talking about way more shit than just, um, like hip hop and music. He was talking. I'm gonna about actually just, try to like, get to the whole interview this weekend. Like he was talking about just life and he was talking about 
you know what's going on over in the but, Middle East that we want. And I don't I'm not knocking the fact that that's that is how he decided to share his opinion. But he's also one of those rappers that damn, we ain't heard from you in a minute. Like, what are you up to? How you thinking? What's your what's your mental like, right? Like, and I get that. But what I will also say is it's on one side, he's not saying anything that Drake hasn't heard from bloggers and and, and he the people who analyze he was laughing. Cause again, Drake is like you said, Drake has heard that before, but it's like when one of your peers or or somebody you look up to says it, it's a it's different. It hits different. That's why Joe Budden's yeah. words hurt Drake to do what he did. Like that's why his words hurt him for him to say something and 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 you know. But the thing though, bro, is those are the people that you want to keep it honest with you. Yep. Like I I feel like that to me that hinders his ability. It's just gonna be fanboys. Well, it's gonna be a little the bit comment of section. and it's gonna be your fanboys. Yeah, but he's been being hated on since he came in a game. Like right. that's the nature of it. He knows that. Like, but my thing is for him is you can't you can't pick and choose when it's a sensitive subject to you. you, you you're a public figure. It's already too late. Like I think it's 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 unfair to let people who do what you do judge you fairly like i can understand why nba players get mad at skip bayless and and stephen a smith they didn't play high level basketball right but then there's their peers so if stack and matt barnes say something i can understand all right i'm gonna take that one on the chin but i'm also going to talk to them and figure out why they feel that way versus feeling like everybody shit on me fuck everyone and, and responding petty he he doesn't take if you're against him in any way, shape, or form, he will not hear what you have to say. But he also contradicts himself because he will do wild shit where it's like, he said he'll never talk to Kanye. He'll never do nothing with Kanye after the thing. Then went and did the fucking concert with him, right? Well, and then Jay, and then on a record, that was a Jay Prince favorite. Man, fuck all that. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But if you if you stand on what you're standing on, you why are you going to do it? Because also what he he also remembers is Kanye is, is maybe 25% of why I'm here because that's a person who I looked up to. And that's a person who allowed me all these opportunities. Cause if, if Kanye didn't write Kanye that song, looking like Jaws now, but keep going. I'm sorry. That's not the, Hey, that's not, it's a grill. It's a grill. I'm joking, dog. I'm chilling, man. I'm, 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 we didn't just plies for them. Gold teeth forever. I don't, I don't care either way. It was a joke. I don't care. But no, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see, these people in their profession be so up in arms with people judging them who do what they do. Like I deal with people disliking sports that we host all the time, but I never am like, man, these, these college students are a hundred percent. Right. Like I listen to what they say and then I try to explain it. And then if they don't like it, they don't like it, but he tries to please everybody. And that's his downfall. That's a, that's the ugly part of, of him being a super mega star mm -hmm. is trying to please everybody, but not pleasing himself. Mm. That's a bar. And I think that's a perfect way to end it. Great conversation, gentlemen. Clips, thank you for coming on. As always, you the man, the fourth member of the oh, yeah, you know, I try. appreciate you. Uh, oh, well, it's going to be all right, man. There, I told you there's room over here on the Colts bandwagon. Anthony Richardson 
It looks like he's going to be a, 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 a Mike Vick slash Donovan Nab hybrid. So you could just come over here and, uh, and slash or, slash uh, Lamar Jackson. Slash Lamar Jackson. There's there's room over here, bro. Cordell Stewart. A team with the star on the helmet don't love you the way they say they love you, dog. They don't love you. I'm the just way gonna they say enjoy. It. I'm just gonna try to enjoy the games. I'm not even gonna lose them. <laughs> Honestly, bro. Like I know that we have put you through a lot, but if you want to come to the the, the green and gold, you uh, already, I don't like. You seem like y'all don't like niggas over there. I'm not coming. <laughs> No, we love niggas. Look at look look at the niggas who are running our team right now. All of the young niggas are on the team. We the youngest nigga team. Real we just, we uh, don't we don't like controversial niggas. You can't be don't come don't go against the family. That's what I'm saying. Don't be now if you if you're gonna be a Texan fan, I would respect that because Stroud is from the IE. So that's so that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't even. I'm, I'm done with the Jets too because of Aaron Rodgers. Cause he's getting on my nerves. So, um, I, I'm just gonna pick the. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna look at the wherever the one of the worst teams is. I don't know. Maybe the Panthers start there. Start from the bottom. <laughs> this is. Oh, you just you you're on a rebuild. That's crazy. Pharrell's on a rebuild. All right. So for clips, Pharrell, I'm K. Uh, we're those millennials, and we're out.